Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Tune in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are now live from Full Service Radio at the Line Hotel in D.C. And if this is your first time here, you're now listening to the All the Fly Kids Show, where the cool, calm, and connected talk straight, no chaser. I'm your host, Geronimo Nose, urban culture and lifestyle enthusiast, reform blogger turned full-time interviewer. And as always, I got my co-host, super engineer, Backpack Matt, with me. What up? What up? How you doing today? I'm good, man. It's good to be back on the mic. It's been a couple weeks. It has been yeah. two weeks yeah. since uh, we've been in studio. Um, I know you just came back from a uh, another one of your California trips. Yeah. Yeah. One, was, of the, one of these days, I'll th- be thinking, like, man, Matt may never come back from Cali. Nah, man, something about. I know, I know Cali is addictive. Nah, Cali is my, my second home. I went to college out there, but it's nothing like being back here. It's, you know, so I need the energy when I, I need to re energize when I go to Cali, but with the pursuit of coming back to the DMV area. Word, word. Yeah. So tell people where they can find us. Hey, man, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Pretty much wherever podcasts are heard and accessed, with the exception of a few, but we're working on that. Also, also, you can always catch us here live every Monday at FullServiceRadio.org at 1 p.m. Once again, every Monday at 1 p.m. on FullServiceRadio.org. Big shout out to the man with the plan, Jack Inslee. That's him saying what up. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, real quick, I uh, want to let y'all know that um, starting this Tuesday and the next five Tuesdays to come, uh, we have partnered with the good people of Shaolin Jazz um, as a media partner for their uh, downtown D.C. bid um, collaborative summer outdoor film series called Can I Kick It? And this happens every summer for the past four summers, I believe, at Freedom Plaza, 13th and Penn Northwest, right across from the National Theater. And each event, each event features a classic or a cult contemporary classic martial arts film that is sec- scored with an original music soundtrack of hip-hop, soul, more mixed live by DJ Two-Tone Jones, the one and only. So last summer, I went to one for the first time. I went to the screening of The Last Dragon. And Two-Tone, he mixed in instrumentals from Apollonia 6, of course, um, as well as just, you know, Dre and Snoop's Deep, deep Cover. Uh, what else? Um, so it was a few tracks in there. Lady of Rage, Rough and Stuff, Afro Puffs, all that. So it was so good that I had to write about the experience on Medium. So believe it or not, that blend works with the whole scoring and whatnot. So, um, again, it starts tomorrow on Tuesday. By the time y'all hear this, if you don't hear it today, it'll be the day of. And for the next five Tuesdays after, it's free. Get down early. They got popcorn. Bring a folding chair, a blanket, whatever. All right? So, getting into it. So, this episode is episode 75. We're going to call it Finesse. Mm. And getting up there. today's guest, it, yes, we are 15, no, 25 away. I can count. <laughs> 25 away from the 100 mark, you know. So, we're getting up there kind of fast. But today's guest is a big deal, simple and plain. Absolutely. One of many DC legends still around to not only provide the cautionary tales of his youth, but to be a living testament of turning misfortune into a renowned legacy. And... A legacy which includes creating memorable events, memorable nightlife events, eye-catching fashion, and property ownership, all contributing to the more positive side of D.C. street culture in the 90s and 2000s. So whether it was inside 
the walls of 2025 Bennett Road Northeast, providing the city and many who pass through it with designs from his clothing line All Days Gear or at any one of his parties and community events. This brother has most certainly given back the time he took tenfold. So best believe there's much more to come. So family, for episode 75 of the All The Fly Kids show, we call it Finesse, I'd like to introduce Mr. Curtis Kurt Bone Chambers to the All The Fly Kids show. We got legends on, on the show. Man. Happy to be here with that introduction right there. Oh, I, I had to make, I had to let, I had to make sure people knew because, you know, I don't know. I know we got a lot of people who are based in the D.C. area who listen to the show as well as people who are not based. Um, but I don't ever like to assume that uh, people always know about who we have on the show. Right. right. And um, just knowing, and this is something that I've had many conversations with with many people, Matt included. You know, mm -hmm. um, when it comes to really highlighting and bigging up. Our, our, our heroes what in, in the culture and lifestyle right, of DC right. and um just that note of note making sure that people acknowledge that that influence that y'all right, had exactly. you know over the past 20 30 40 years you know you got to get an intro like that right yeah I, no, I appreciate it man I appreciate it man definitely man I, I'm still trying to figure out Backpack Matt going to L.A., man. That's a, <laughs> in the 80s, hey, man, just because the simple fact that you said Backpack Matt <laughs> coming from Kurt Bone, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, like, I, I, like that, that. I like that name, Facts. Backpack Matt. Word, word, word. And I, I, and I also want to say that um, mm -hmm. I consulted with a, um, a number of my friends who are um, D.C. natives. Mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot of... Um, it's been a lot of uh, hubbub, I'll say, in the in the in the local media with regards to just DC natives and their their place in the city. Um, right. Matt and myself, we're from PG County, right. uh, and um, I know I speak for myself. You know, I've I've been heavily influenced by. Um, DC culture, right? You know what right. I mean. But for this interview, I definitely want to make sure I cut, consulted with some friends of mine, some DC natives who are of that era. Right. You know that you were definitely heavy in right. and get their feedback and just you know make sure I, I get their um their questions and and and, and concerns okay. out okay okay all right all right let's go you know so yeah. i'm gonna throw it to matt though because i know matt he's definitely been wanting to talk to you as well oh man uh <laughs> backpack what's up backpack? first yeah. off how are you feeling oh i feel great man i feel great man y'all got me in a nice hotel man uh feel real special oh man, man. it's, a, it's, a it's yeah. important yeah. for you to yeah. be in here man yeah. it changes like, the energy of the show yeah, i feel yeah, like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a set up right here. Had a set up. I, I, I prefer you go first because you root stuff like in the person and the story, and then I'll build off of that. Okay. Yeah. We just gave y'all our whole game plan. I mean, <laughs> you listen to 75 episodes. You know the formula at this point. All right. Okay. Okay. So, um, man, where can we start? All right. So let's start from the top. You know, okay. you are from Northeast DC, correct? Yeah. You're Langston Terrace. Langston yeah. Terrace. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for those who don't know, um, you own just O-W-N not O-W-N-E-D O-W-N All Days Gear so let people know real quick just you know what All Days Gear is uh, it's an Urban Apparel uh, clothing line that I started in 1998 the summer 1998 I'm actually this is the 20th anniversary this year right here um, nice uh, yes yeah, so I, I, I was kind of expired always in Madness Shop they were around since 1985 right so that right was, that was like our that was like our uniform Absolutely. for DC. So that always was an inspiration in the back of my mind. But later on down the line, when I started throwing parties and moving around, then I was a big guy. So people was like liking my little style. So I started all day's clothing. Okay. And uh, the name basically came from when I was in the street life. We used to always say we're gonna be getting money all days, twenty four seven, never stop. So I just flipped that and said, well, my clothes can be for all days, every day, 
all occasions. You Absolutely. Know what I'm so that's where the concept came from with the all days joint. And, and you had the A to Z, right? Yeah, started A to Z a, started to Z. getting the Z exactly. Exactly. Right. exactly. You should, you should yeah. sue Amazon because yeah. they kind of got a little. They stole that from you a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> they oh, got yeah. The, the smile at the bottom of the logo goes from A to the Z. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. DC, yeah, DC. foundational campaigns. Yeah. DC is a hidden jewel. Yeah, a hidden jewel, man. And um, you got people. Uh, and I'm not one of the ones that be mad that a dude coming DC and eat or get inspired by something. Right. But it's a lot of cats, man. Puff Daddy probably being the poster child for it. Like they was able to come here at a time when in the MC stage when they was in their MC stage trying to go to their next level, and they they got a lot of ideas on, and, and and a lot of things, and they took it to another level. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I seen inspiration on him as far as the clothing. And you know how you see, you hear Biggie Smalls when they when they mention DC, they say Versace. Versace. Yeah. So fashion was just really big. He's seen that, you know what I'm saying? I read an article with Kanye West, uh, even had an uncle somewhere down here. He's yeah. come down here and he got a spot. Come apart, yeah. his, his dad. So, That's yeah, why he, yeah. they got hip to polos and, and yeah. such. Yeah, yeah, so I was, man, I, DC I was actually just in New York last weekend for Memorial Day and um, I connected with the, um, a brother named Dallas Penn, real sneakerhead, and um, he... He and I, we just got to talking about just uh, New Balance because mm-hmm. he, he went to the sneaker store up there, Stadium Goods, and um, he had a Stadium Goods bag in his hand. So, And I know he's a sneaker guy, so we just started talking. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, DMV, DC, all of that, man, mm-hmm. and those New Balances. So I, talk, I told him, you know, as of right now, DC still doesn't have that the recognition that it deserves mm. in regards to just how it's influenced so um, shoe culture with, with regards to New, new Balance mm-hmm. and how I've even – seen and had brief exchanges with people on Twitter mm-hmm. who say that DC isn't the sole uh, 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 influencer mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of New Balance being right. as popular as right. it is and that being our, our thing here. Right. You know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, man, like, who else? Why would they say that? I mean, I know, and I'm a New York guy. Right, you know right, what I mean? He was right. like, there's, there's these other cities, they don't have that you know with New Balance they don't have a Prince and Princess right, in Georgetown right. and I was just like wow you know about Prince and Princess right, right. how old are you man you know what I mean and, and again like just shout a Prince and Princess is a store in George in the Georgetown neighborhood mm-hmm. in DC um, it's been there probably even before I was born I'm 35 mm-hmm. and it's a staple you can yeah. get you can get New Balance as well as other types of shoes there um, you get um some uh, I remember back when they were selling a uh, what, Sergio Tacchini fits yeah. all of that, you know, all the all the standard uh, hustler gear yeah, right. from back exactly, in the day. Exactly, exactly. You want to go to an '80s party? Just go right there and get any outfit, and you can go to an '80s party. So let's talk, let's talk about the '80s real quick in DC. You know, um, we see especially now on um, Instagram. I don't follow these pages like I used to, but okay. there's a lot of pages on Instagram. You know that um, highlight a lot of um, a lot of street guys from. Um, mostly New York City mm-hmm. um, during the 80s and whatnot. And, okay. you know, of course, you read the captions and they mention how they mention how, you know, they came through D.C. for whatever right. reason. Right. And so I know just even still talking, to, looking at that, as well as knowing people I know who mm-hmm. are of that era, mm-hmm. um, whether they were in the streets or not, as well as, you know, relatives of these people, right. that D.C. was a very, very, um, the way we presented from the 90s on was very different from how we presented in the 80s you know our style was just very slick Mm -hmm. very 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 clean you know um still that whole um neutral silhouette but with like real like just the flash was in the accents that's what a lot of people don't know the flash was in our accents you know um 
Go Go Reign Supreme, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. big R and B town. There's only a couple rappers that could come through here mm-hmm. and really clean up. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. talk talk a little bit about the '80s. Oh man, uh, unbelievable times, man! I always say the best era in life, lifetime. <laughs> uh, yeah, but man, the, um, like you say with the, like with New York coming down here and stuff like that, it was DC was for my friends in New York and the people I've dealt with in New York. Everything. South of New York, they just feel like it's country. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, Everything going south is it's country. So I think a lot back back there. Talk like that. <laughs> when they when they came down here, they didn't realize that we was a, a world of our own. You yes. know what I'm saying. We never really played by nobody else's rules. We never hip hop. We were probably the last city hip hop really touched. You yeah. know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's you know that's why Go Go last so long, Urban and Pearl last so long. You know what I'm saying. So, but like you say, we always had our own little swag. Even when we go to the we go to the fights in the '80s, like Ray Lennon and Hagler Hearns fight. Females or different people from other cities be like, y'all from DC. Like, how mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, Detroit guys or different guys in Midwest, they might have like bright gaiters on, bright shirts. Like, yeah. we was just real subtle, but the, but it was top of the line clothes. Like, yeah. the, the Hugo, Hugo ball for solid, but plain, you know, just slick. It yeah. was more, we was more like not to the big gaudy stuff. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So we always just had like a, a flair with us that I don't really know where to say it spoke from, but I know we just, we danced our own music, man. And um, you know I. I, I love DC. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as you can tell, you know what I'm saying. And I, and I got friends all over. I got a New York friend. I got a Philly friend. Mm-hmm. And I, and like I say, I'm not one of them dudes that's going going like New York. Like I always say, New York dudes. I respect them because they gonna go put their flag, their tent up anywhere they think it's potential to get some money at. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I can't do nothing but respect that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think, it, but when they was going different places, like I say. They were able to. They can take their whole package everywhere they was. Hey, where they was going. No disrespect to North Carolina or Virginia. I know people sensitive about their cities, but when they were able to go in them places, they can take their whole repertoire. Like we can come down and say, "Boom, I'm Brooklyn. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna make Brooklyn here." Yeah. But DC, we was like, "You can come here, but you you gonna have to come in a gentleman fashion. You can get yeah. some money, and, and we all can get along." And I think that's where the the mix up came with DC and New York when they try to bring their whole repertoire down here. They it was, was just lot, way more aggressive. It was, with it. It, it was a lot of more resistance. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, and that's where a lot of black book. Bad blood up to to now, you know what I'm saying? That that still spilled from the '80s, yeah. Because of that, you know what I'm saying? Still, still to and, this and day. I be telling the rappers, look back 10, 15 years ago, I said, man, y'all keep getting taking meetings with New York labels and doing a lot of stuff. I say a lot of them got hitting, the, not really hitting the just the wrong terminology, but a lot of them had bad blood just about DC people, basically mm-hmm. on they they cousins, they brothers, they people in jail that ran to DC. So it's gonna be hard, man. You gonna have to make your own blaze and get your own brand. And get out there, then they'll come and get you when you're hot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, I mean, even on the flip side of that, it still doesn't hurt to still use the resources that you can find in a place mm-hmm. like New York if you wanted to have a career in the oh. entertainment industry. You know, what I, I love mean? New York, man. And 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 you know, I think because of that bad blood that still exists, which is still unfortunate. It's crazy it, though. Yeah. It, it, it hinders a lot of people, and people say, "Oh, I don't like New York." Well, you ain't never been. How you right. how you gonna say? Right. Oh, I, every New Yorker. How many New Yorkers you met? Three. Right. And I'm right. just like, you don't even know right. what you're talking about. Right, right, right. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah. I mean, I can say that I've met, and this is for me having lived in New York. You know, mm-hmm. I've met way more New Yorkers who show DC a lot of love, mm-hmm. have nothing but positive mm-hmm. things to mm-hmm. say about uh, mm-hmm. DC DC people. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I don't know where y'all getting this. Oh from. yeah, I'm I, I messing all my New York friends, especially they come. Out, I say, man, y'all love y'all talk, but when y'all come in, y'all don't, y'all don't go back. Y'all stay here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the love. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So it's 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 it's. You know, I don't got nothing bad to say, but like I say, but it's so much negative history when we was in the streets that it just carried over, and it's just like answers, like they pass it down. Then DC do like older cats from DC. That's 
60 and over, they don't got no understanding that you're cool with a New York guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, y'all cool with them. So it's just passed on generation. So now with the hip-hop culture where everybody interacting, it's kind of calming itself down and people dealing with people based on who they are. You know what I'm saying? So I know that you, you said that you were in the streets for a little while. I know that you did some time mm-hmm. in prison. And just in the, in the midst of all of that, you know, did you ever have the inkling that, okay, I'm going to do parties i'm going to uh start a clothing line did you have any ever have a desire to do any of that or did that did you make that decision while you were while you were away right no no um i never had a uh, desire about the clothing line before <laughs> i left even though i like i say at madness was out, out um you know clothes of choice uh with the parties i actually for real was a guy from dc was throwing parties you know god rest the dead the guy named squazzy he had some popular parties mm-hmm. and i was on the tail end of my uh, bit about to come home and every time I'm calling my female friends or even my guy friend, they be like, you know, we're going to the party. And I said, who party? They be like, Squazzy party. So I was like, yeah, he throwing parties. I was like, man, he from uptown. Nobody don't know him all around the city. How he? Yeah. They, you know, so they, they feel like I always say I can do anything. Like, they, you know, your personal friends like, man, you think you can do everything? It ain't like you think. So I was just like saying, look, hey, if he can throw parties, I can throw parties. So I came home and I just kind of just used that as, let me try it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Then when I, you know, the first joint we jumped off was crazy. So I just kept pushing him from there. Okay. But so, Inspiration from you know Squazzy. So, how much time did you do in prison? Uh, four like four years. Four years, mm-hmm. and when did you come home? Uh, summer summer of ninety two. Okay, so what 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 was DC like at this point? Because I mean, four years is even still even back then when things weren't moving right. as quickly in DC. Right. It's still a long time, and a lot has changed. Right, right, yeah. It was um, uh, it was it was kind of different. You know what I'm saying? Um, because um, excuse me. A lot of the people when I was out in the eighties, even I still always deal with the older, mm-hmm. the older, the older folks. You know what I'm saying? And even like the the codes of hustling was different. Uh, how they interact was different. You know what I'm saying? It's like it was totally different. It was totally different. I didn't, I didn't, I, I feel good that it, I still feel like it was DC, but I can still see like the the the, the rap stuff. I can see different. I can see where the different other parts of the country started influence us mm-hmm. and started you know making you know changing their thought process. But um, it was um. I, I guess I've come from a transition of trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. I knew I wasn't gonna cross the line and break the law no more. Okay. Uh, um, so you know, so I just you know figured out that I was gonna go into the fashion and all that. But it, 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 it was a little bit different. You know, what I'm saying it was a little bit different getting adjusted and how the, the new wave of how people thinking because I, I always came up with the pro DC everything. So yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a little different. So at that time, when you decided in the early nights, okay, you're gonna start doing events, you're gonna start doing parties. Um, how prevalent was a person like Mark Barnes in the city at the time? Because I know that he's been in nightlife right, since the yeah, 70s. Yeah, Mark Barnes, when, when I first started throwing party, it was like this. Mark Barnes had the college crowd. Mm-hmm. I had the street crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and that's what it was. And you had some guys like some other street promoters, uh, um, like Positive Black Man. Uh, Positive Black Man Co- Coalition. Yeah. Right. The, uh, the Madness Shop, they was throwing parties too. They was kind of probably getting on the back end what they was doing. But Positive had like a one one party they did every year okay. that everybody came right, to. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of took on the uh, street. I did no radio advertising. I did nothing. It was just word of mouth and flyers. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And we're going to get 2,000 or better. Which was still very effective back oh, then. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very effective. Right. Yeah, but Mark, he had the college stuff. I mean, locked. Lockdown. Okay. Right? Lockdown. And what were some of the popular venues at that time, if you remember? For Mark? No, just in general, in D.C. Uh, well, for the club, I did hotels. Okay. I, did, I did, like, J.W. Marriott, okay. uh, all the Marriott, some Sheraton's. Uh, we did a Ritz-Carlton out, out um, Crystal City. Yeah. Georgetown Conference Center. Mm-hmm. Mark and them did, like, 
um, downtown located like Quigley's. I don't know if you remember that down on Air Street. I remember hearing about Quigley's, yes. Um, they was doing all the whatever, like say what they would be equivalent to the barcode and all yeah. that. They was doing all the popular joints back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember all of them because I really wasn't car- going to the college stuff, but I know Quigley stuck out in my mind. He had a, a real mean joint outside on 13th and Pennsylvania Avenue. Damn, I can't think of it. That was me, an outdoor joint he did every Friday or Saturday. Okay. And all that. But yeah, but yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark was the shit. I mean, they, 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 <laughs> they love, they love Mark. You okay. know what I'm saying? They love Mark. So, um, back to kind of like the partying era, just some parties in general, keeping mm-hmm. that thread going. Um, and I've asked people like Eddie Van from Madness this mm-hmm. question as well. Mm-hmm. Describe for me those Friday nights, like when it came to selling rep, like the shirts and, and all the all days gears. What was that, that, that kind of uh, ritual or tradition like because were you selling them out the trunk was it like people would come through to get a custom fit like you know before the party how did they get fresh as it pertained to all days right um i mean like you say they're, they're coming there they're coming there but a lot of my parties that was it was more casual mm-hmm. uh but you still had dudes that's getting money they're gonna go buy the urban apparel just so you're in the club because my thing was if you can't un- undress prop it's a hundred dollars ah. so everybody that can't mm-hmm. undress it was a, it was a code to the women that they get money Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so they're coming. Them guys are coming there, and you know what the man? What, what's going on, man? You know, give me some t-shirts. Give me some. I said, man, you know what it's going to be. They're like, yeah, yeah. And the bras gonna know what it's going to be too when they see us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, so it was then. But all like when Strategy. I like when I threw parties, a lot, a lot of people like you can see like women and dudes say they'll call me and say, man, you gotta get out Tyson's or you gotta get up Georgetown. They out here, man. You you have your ticket. I said they come. We they let them shop. You know what I'm saying? So they was going to the little place. And I'm gonna give Boy. you a short story. I went to Sabiato's one time. This is what Sabiato he was, and yeah, They wasn't doing no Urban Apparel. They, yeah, they, yeah. We actually inspired them. You know, the clothing line in D.C. So we in there. I'm with a guy. He getting some some shoes, whatever he gets, some slip-on shoes. So the guy seen us. So he was, he was like, yeah, man, y'all coming on in, man. Y'all must be going to the Kirkbone party. on DeMar and all that, whatever, whatever. So I'm, I'm in there. I'm talking to him. So I said, yeah, we going there. Uh, what you know about them? What you, you ain't going to no, support no Kirkbone party. He was like, that's my man. He come up here all the time, man. Da, 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 man, you know, you need to come up here. And I'm talking to him. And I was like, damn. So. I didn't even, I didn't take a sense, I didn't take offense to uh, know like you fake it or nothing. Right, I was right, just right. like, it was inspiring to me, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay. For him to eat, yeah, 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 I'm doing something right. Yeah. right. And you're using me as a, a promoting tool and all that. So yeah. I was like, yeah, we on to something with this right here. Word. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Word. But that's yeah. how they got inspired though, because people, they seeing dudes coming in with all days on, with hobo on, with shooters on, and mm-hmm. then they saying, they spending $2,500 on outfit. Right. So they like, shit. We need to get get that too, because everything they come in is urban apparel, so they 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 smart. It was brilliant, and, you know and it was definitely during the time when DC could just like DC cre- like creators and fashion lines could just rely just on DC well, on that Beltway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you didn't ha- like so you didn't have to really you didn't have to go outside the Beltway right. for real. And you right. know, and then a lot of people who would come into town, whether mm-hmm. they were celebrities or mm-hmm. just you know people who were hip, mm-hmm. they. Patronized y'all, and right, then yeah. many of these many of these stores had stores in other cities. Right, you know what I mean. Right. Um, from what Houston to right. Denver, uh-huh. uh, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I North was actually Carolina. I was actually in Philly when a uh, hobo was up there. Okay, you know, so um, it was just a very different time, and just along the way to um, just making when you had made the transition from from street life to legitimate business mm-hmm. and whatnot. What was that? What was that? What was those challenges like for you in terms of just like you know making that transition and just your inner circle changing if it changed at all? Right. Yeah. It, 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 I'm not gonna make it like it was easy because we all know nothing easy about business. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I think it, mine was a little more easier than the average Joe because 
like you said, I was only gone four years, so my brand as a person was still relevant. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for me to throw a party or sell a shirt because they was like, that's Kirkbone. This going to be big. You know what I'm saying? They, they was giving me a chance. So they was buying shit that, shirts that wasn't even quality good. So I'm figuring the game out, but they believing in me. When a, another cat might, well, they would have probably gated, you know, through the line away. So I didn't have no charge of people believing in the product. And then I didn't have no charge with people uh, position or they thought process of what I'm doing because I always was, was from a leadership uh, position. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my peers was, you know, people I consulted with, they was oh 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 much older, so they wasn't care. They was like get some money, you know what I'm saying. So it wasn't a whole lot of big charge, and not to make that sound cocky or easy. I just think it was a blessing that I was able to maintain the popularity, and they still believed in me, okay. and they brought my product. You know what I'm saying? Got it, you got know it. What I'm you you switched over to selling merchandise, shirts, hats, apparel, oh, right, right? Yeah, and that takes that's a lot of entrepreneurship involved, right? Right. And right. It's, it's not just each industry is different. You got to learn a totally different set of rules, mm-hmm. a totally different set of the supply chain mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. How did you, you know, connect all the dots? Are you just naturally, like, a really big on self-learning? Like, did you just ask a bunch of people? Like, did you go out there to people you didn't even know and approach them? Like, yo, you know, what right, do I yeah. need to do to get my quality up? At right, this yeah, there? right, yeah, right. I just basically, as far as the, um, my niche, what I did, I, I, when I looked at the clothing line, I was trying to see how I'm breaking in. I was always a big dude. Yeah. So, and I already know me buying big clothes already know, like, shit, my underwear be $13. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I really, my marketing <laughs> scheme was... Attack the big guys, okay. you know what I'm saying, right. and, and make them look fly. And a lot of big guys and females seem to think they always give me, you fly to be big, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, which was cool. So I was like, okay, well, how can I get that transition right. in the next big guy? So I attacked the big guys first, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that was was a, 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 a more you know, smoother market first. to get in yeah. there, you know what I'm saying? So once I did that, and I knew I knew about quality clothes, I just had to get the relationship. Now, back then, the clothing lines, and, I, and you know, they – they wasn't fast on giving out information. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, you it was trial and error because they feel like, you know, right. man, everybody competitive. competitive we can't, we, we can't do it. So yeah. I, I spent money, man. I went to I went to uh, the Maddie show in Vegas every year, like clockwork. It, I, I went four years before I really was knowing exactly what I was doing, besides so just getting cars and buying stuff off the stand. Right. You know, off they you know, taking orders from their stand. I used to go to LA, walk the streets back then, find little different different little shops to get something that's unique and different. Cause right. that, when I got in the game, man, it's they had it in the stronghold. Mm-hmm. We are one had it in the stronghold. Mm-hmm. Hobo had it in the stronghold, and then it was Shooter. That was like your big four. Mm-hmm. When I got in, Shooter got in '97, a year before me. Mm-hmm. So when I got in, I say well, I got a my my age is my brand me. So I used that. I used the big dudes, and I just push. You know what I'm saying? And that's you know, then with my street credibility, it kind of made people feel like cause my slogan was all days official dudes and official dolls only. Mm-hmm. So I promoted that. Like, if you're official, you need to be wearing this. Right. So I put peer pressure on some of the buyers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was trying every little trick I can figure out to get in the game, man. And God, you know, did the rest. I know the, uh, just a little story for me. I went to Flowers from 04 to 08. Mm. And you didn't see a lot of mm-hmm. all days. But mm. when you did see it, mm-hmm. it was like that meant something. Right. Like, you know, I'm not going to throw out other brands that right. you saw on the regular. Right, but, right. You know, you saw somebody with an all-days hoodie on or something mm-hmm. like that. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, this, this dude paid a lot for that. Right, you know right, what I'm right, yeah, it yeah. It meant something. I know you, so you remember the store Up Against the Wall? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah well, I, I was like, I think I, I might have the first Urban Pearl clothes line they had it, but might have wasn't. But my point I'm trying to say, I was I had my stuff in there. So the guy, Izzy, who owned it, they had a buyer named Ruth, um, Asian-American. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Um, they hope you're Asian American roof if you're here. But um, <laughs> um, I was, you know, t- going in they shot they had a shop. I mean, they always in Georgetown and top behind a store upstairs yeah, yeah. in a store. Mm-hmm. So when I'm getting my order, she buying and she liking all. So I was like, um, you know, how they, 
y'all really feeling like she was like she's like yeah 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 they like they like they, is this this the hottest thing I said well how you how y'all know it's hot he said and he she called the guy Izzy down there and they said that they can't everybody's stealing my stuff out the store wow. they stealing it so he wow. said that's how they know it's yeah it's yeah. What's, you know it's yeah. what's in that you know, so, so, right value. so right so they had to move it close to the counter so. You know, so that, that that was you know you know touching too for real though. That's dope. That's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, and again for those who don't know, I mean we've already had we've had somebody on the show before who was very closely aligned with uh, Up Against the Wall, mm-hmm. Doyle's song of Enemies Forever. Shout out to Doyle. Um, mm-hmm. And you know I always talk about just how influential um, up, up Against the Wall was to oh, this man. area. Yeah. You know, um, in particular the um, well my favorite store was the store um, on Georgia Avenue down the block from Howard. That was my personal favorite because uh, okay. they sold a lot. They just sold everything. Right. Um, and then second would be the Georgetown store right, um, right around the corner. Go up to Coma- Commander Salamander, right. you know, get you some uh, some punk shit. Right. You know what I mean? But um, I wanted to ask about, um, hey, it just slipped my mind what I wanted to ask you. Um, go ahead. Go. Okay. It'll come back to me. All right, cool. <laughs> so um, pop-ups. Let's talk about pop-up shops today. Right. Like. What was the climate like? Did it, it meant something to have like the hobo, the hobo shop, all mm-hmm. these different storefronts, all these right. locations that G is mentioning? It meant something to have a brick and mortar. Right. And obviously, due to the internet and just time, mm-hmm. the game has changed mm-hmm. to pop ups. Like, what are your thoughts on that as like a revenue model or a business model? Oh man, it's it's, it's brilliant. I mean, no overhead. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, for when I first started noticing the pop ups, I just started noticing them last year. They probably was doing it way before then, mm-hmm. but you know. My daughters and everybody like you gotta check the pop-ups last year, so I noticed it was seem like it was more. Uh, they might give you a little fee to get in or whatever, but now I'm saying they giving they charging the vendors a fee and charging people to come in to your door. So I think it's kind of might be getting a little saturated, yeah. taken away right. from the buyer. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. But outside of that, I mean that's that's brewery. No overhead, no no nothing. That's just straight va- straight velvet. You know right, what I'm saying? So right. yeah, yeah. So I, I I I I think the pop up is a, a huge thing, a big thing. And then the uh, second part to that is because of the internet and mm-hmm. things are a little bit more accessible and mm-hmm. information, you start to see a lot more mm-hmm. urban apparel brands pop you know right. pop up in a different sense. Right. Of the game. So today, what do you feel from your experience? Mm-hmm. Is what does it take for a brand to really like separate themselves from the rest of the pack? Um. It's like it's a similar thing is getting your getting your items on the right people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 I kind of see like some of the brand like I see Eat. Mm-hmm. I see another brand Enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's two more brands that they're gonna kill. I think of their name, uh, but they getting their stuff on the right people and then, and kind of like you know to spend back in my time like I was able to get Iverson and mm-hmm. Levar Ernst and different dudes. So that means so okay. even, so so even if you even if you it could be a, it could be a clothing line like when I first day I'm not saying that top four let's say the top four I was talking about earlier right. Hobo and all them Hobo and them had a run they, they was getting items out there yeah. you know what I'm saying right. but I'm coming I'm getting they, they on extra large they're on small trying to get to medium yeah. but I'm hitting major dudes when you see my stuff you right. know what I'm saying so right. people was pearling me with them before I actually got pearler right. with them brand you know reach and brand presence brand reach yeah. right so the, putting on the right person. And the right person don't got to be product placement. It don't have to. Be, it don't have to be a millionaire. It right. don't have to be. It don't have to be a right. A right person is the person in in Flowers High School that's about to make all met. Right. In basketball, yeah. you yeah. know what I'm saying. He mean a lot to that school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So just just it, it, it's who you do. Just knowing the different levels of of influence mm-hmm. when you in your market in your local market as right. well as the national market. Right. And that's what I wanted. So I'm glad you mentioned um Alan Iverson, Levar, right. and all these people. So there were many um. Quite a few celebrities uh, that with athletes, entertainers, whatnot, that wore all days and mm-hmm. whatnot, um, as well as some of the other brands mm-hmm. that were popular um, in the 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So 
with regard to this this product placement or when how did those relationships come about did they learn about you through just word of mouth or mm-hmm. did you um happen to just be in the same place with some of these guys and they mm-hmm. were just like yo was you know y'all just started a conversation and build a relationship from there like how mm-hmm. did that happen right uh the ones i just named uh it became because of course you know levar ernst became be a redskin right Ives and touch georgetown mm-hmm. um i said one more i couldn't think who the other one i might have said but um i know you, um i know uh, uh I, I know fabulous was well yeah, yeah, was wearing yeah, some yeah, yeah, all yeah, days at one point yeah, too yeah, yeah, that, that was uh sophia's hard work right there she okay. put you know put that together hey. okay you know what i'm saying yeah, don't tell about that, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> shout out sophia nelson the, room, the historian yeah. right here she be holding out man yeah 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 we just gave you a soaker horn so and that's important if you get the soaker horn that that link between uh Urban apparel, especially like from this era in sports, like mm. you mentioned boxing earlier, right? Paul you know, Williams, right? And, and woman stuff, mm. and then like so, yeah. Multiple boxers will wear multiple urban wear brands mm. from this area, mm-hmm. and like with pride, and like mm-hmm. even going back to the basketball sense, it was like even prospects coming up in high school. Mm-hmm. I heard that mm-hmm. some brands would give them free gear mm-hmm. just so that they could stay fresh and stay out of trouble. You right, know what I'm saying? right, like, yeah, yeah. Mike Beasley, man, he's the wear my all day socks for these Kansas State in the game. Oh. You know, so I said, man, you gonna get in trouble. And then Bill right? Walker, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know your yeah. sport, yeah, 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 yeah. I was at the, I was at the, uh, the Wizard game. He, he and. Like, yeah, this is New York. Now this he, he was at he in New York now. We was at yeah, he was, New York. Uh, my, was he at Miami? A little, uh, no, no, Miami. no, 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 no. Um, it was a West team, I think. It hit Minnesota, 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 right? Minnesota, right? Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I'm where I sit, man. My man, we sit right up under the basket. So he, he shooting the free throw. He haven't even made eye contact with me yet. And then, you know, I was like, he said, "Your man, bro." I said, "Yes, my man." So he looking, looking. He shot, took the first shot. So I look, he looked when the ball wrapped in the ball. Right. So I said, I did like this game, like a little was up sign. He talking to me from the free throw line while he mm-hmm. dribbling. Man, we gotta, gotta get up, man. I need some more all day. So I'm saying to myself, like, cause I know Shorty like a, a wild card, good right. kid, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, okay, like, you know, like don't, you don't need this on the media, right? Right. So he, one of his dudes that's on his team boxing out for the shooter, he dribbling, he said, yeah. He, he he wants something too. And I looked at him, he did, he, he boxing out saying, yeah, I, I want to get something too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was just, Trip me out, you know what I'm saying? But, but Mike NBA was there. Oh, man, man, man. But back then, it was good, man. Like, Iverson, he walked through the whole championship playoff when, when, he, when they lost to L.A. And the, Word, that. yeah, yeah the 4-1 win. series. Oh, he stepped be, over Ty Lue. Oh, oh, man. Look, I was waiting for the, after the press conference. They had NBA <laughs> on the back. He had a logo. I said, when the game going to be over? You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to tell you what's crazy, though. They fell so much in love with it. Like, like Ives, one time I went to the playoff game with Milwaukee when they beat put Sam Cassell and Ray Allen on them yep. on that team right remember, there, yeah, 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 Big yeah, Dog yeah. and all them. Uh-huh. So they got a little, and they had this little fan room at you know after the game. So mm-hmm. I bust up in there, so you know the Harley Iverson. So they was just like, he was like, what's that? What's that? Like, me and my buddy had all this. So the dudes on the team, Larry Hughes, couple dudes, like, man, oh that's all they do. We been looking for you, man. This number, this number, this number. And this man said. Man, none of y'all can't, don't, you know, no, you can keep wearing FUBU, keep wearing his name, oh. all these other names, right? And those said it was some shit. Like, uh, I want all these names. Right, you trying to get all that money. You trying to get all that money. I had to take the lesson two E was I want to get my national qualification yeah. in my man. Yeah, so, he skunked the plate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 man. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, speak, so, speaking of you and just how, you know, that was a, you, like this product placement again, you know, um, having a, a high school ball player wear your stuff to keep them out of trouble so they wouldn't have to go out and try to get money in, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a less than savory mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at the city now, um, even the region, you know what I mean, DC, PG, wherever. Um, and nowadays, 
it's not a lot of it's not a lot of ways for 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 young people um especially in high school to mm-hmm. to make money mm-hmm. i know myself being one or two generations removed mm-hmm. from the current um you know generation under 21 mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and I always had a job. Um, mm-hmm. I could always find a way to make some money, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think about a lot of my peers, whether they would know would get money in the streets or they had a job, you know, mm-hmm. there was always something. That's not mm-hmm. really the case now, you know what I mean? Even to, right. to the fact that scamming has become so popular, right. you know. But right. what do you, what do we as adults need to do more of that will help you stay on or get onto a path to success and sustainability in the way that, you know, we were able to in the, the, the early 2000s, the 90s, 80s, things right. like that? Right, yeah, I guess like with the evolving the time, man, and um, like we y'all spoke on earlier with the ability with social with uh, internet to make sales, and, you know, sales and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then people we, we in the copycat time, you yeah. know, what I'm saying like absolutely, like, uh, and then you can go on like you say Instagram and create a whole image, mm-hmm. and then so now I call it the microwave era, era where those kids to some instant if it don't happen instant, yeah, mm-hmm. they think it's a failure, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like. That's what I think hurt. It's, that's what I think is killing the hustle drive in all the kids today because they think they, it's gonna happen instantly. Instant right? Every time they turn the computer and they send somebody like that, he made money. He got a thousand, a million followers, or he did that. So right, nothing right. don't happen. They 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 give up their hustle. So that's the only thing I think that's hurting them. And I don't know how we can be able to change that that mindset because it's that that social media and that internet is such a big platform. Right. And then for real, when I talk to youngest now, I'll be like. And I'm just keeping it real. Like, youngest know everything. Like, you, when you try to get them advice, it's like it's almost insulting them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're not trying to take nothing. Yeah, they're not trying to talk. And I'm telling you, look, show I'm just telling you from experience. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, I ain't, I had your energy before, so I know when the old dude in the streets come up to you, like back in the day, you get the money in the streets, you be like, they be like, younger, you need to do this, do that, watch that. So the average thing, the first thing you think is, he just mad because I got this on lockdown now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, you got to get jewels. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Jewels don't, they come from any and everybody. You know what I'm saying? So right. I the think torch we, is always going to be passed. Right. And you got to need to make sure that you're able to hold on to that right. torch for as long as possible yeah, without yeah. dropping it, without the without dimming that light. Right, yeah, yeah. I'll be seeing some of the guys at the Clover Lines now, and then somebody might, because I don't know their face, I know their name, so somebody might be like, man, that's such and such, man, telling me who they are. And I, I heard their name, so I'm like, you know, what's up, man? Because, you know, because for real, they, all them guys, they inspire me to get back busy again. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Because they really introducing. Our, our beltway back to our, our culture. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because, absolutely. Because now it's like, I don't know a dude from, from Suitland, from Tennessee. That's not a negative, but that's just right. something we hung our head on being able to be identified. So you know look, I, I went to Howard, and I went to Howard in 2000, mm-hmm. and that was still at a time where you can go on, a, on, on any HBCU campus mm-hmm. and you could tell where everybody was from. Right. You right. go up there now, you right. can't tell what people but are you from. Can't, you can't tell. You, 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 can't tell, you, <laughs> you can't barely can tell even when they start talking. Right, you know what I mean? Because right, right. we, we use a lot of the same slang right, a lot right, of time. Right, yeah, yeah. But now you just looking, you don't know where anybody's right, from. But right. that's something that I love when I was at Howard. Right. I love to be able to like, oh, okay, this is how they dress right. in, 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 in the Bay Area. Yeah. This is how they dress in yeah. Chicago. This is how yeah. they dress in New Orleans, right. St. Louis. You know, that right. was really dope to me. Right. And, the inter- and the internet makes the whole country one neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now everybody looking like, everybody sounding like, everybody's slang is not attached to nobody. Not saying it's a negative or positive, but I just came in the era where I like the identity. Like, I like the like when I go to New York. I say, man, let's go inside Queens. I want to go in Harlem to the games. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, want to see how they talk, shoot unique. dice with them. You know, I want right. to, I, I, I actually enjoy seeing their culture. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. But now, I mean, everybody is just one big language for everybody, one style for everybody. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, just to get back, don't talk from your question. I just think right now, this time and generation, everything's so instant. Uh, successful a lot of young cats that they just, once they don't, once it don't happen that fast, 
They give up. To, they the, give to up. the point they where they're even skimping out on, on quality. Yeah, the quality yeah. of the product. Right, you know right, I mean? yeah, yeah. You're right, right. Then you keep hearing every time I hear somebody speaking, you don't gotta finish school. The, the richest people ain't finished school, so now they don't they they use value on school. You know what I'm saying? Did they get Which they don't realize that a lot of these people either had crazy networks to 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 to, to build upon already or right. They're, they just their hustle or their, where they were located in right, the world and right. just luck all these other things came right. into play right. just completely disregarding school right. is and I'm someone I didn't finish college right. but I'm still not someone who'd be like you right. know oh fuck college you right. know what I mean but right. because I understand other things in play right. that could allow especially when they use people like Steve Jobs and Bill right, Gates it's right, like right. Um, y'all know who these guys net, yeah. what these, these their networks but, were. Yeah, right, and still those right. same people like Steve Jobs. Yeah, he had the network, or you can even go about Puff. You know, right. he dropped out of Howard. Right. But, yes, right. but they put in the legwork. Yes, right. I think yeah. going back to your yeah. point is yeah. like with this insta- microwave era. It's like, right. what is legwork? You know, right. it's a daily cycle, not a. It's going to take X amount and of everybody years. Everybody not yeah. built for that, right? Exactly. Everybody not built for that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, you you, you got to be built a certain way. You got to be ready to die for what you're dreaming. Right. You got to be you know what I'm saying? Struggle you, you all that, of that. Yeah, that's the man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Puff kissed a lot of ass and, and slept on a lot of beds. Right. I mean, I ain't right. saying no gay way. I'm just saying, Paid for trying to make it, paying his dues. I yeah. remember. You know what I'm I, I just saw a video not too long a music a Kwame video with him as a backup dancer. This mm-hmm. is what Puff was doing before mm-hmm. he became right. the Sean Combs that we right. know today. You right. know what I mean? How many people are willing to be the backup dancer? The backup dancer, in, right. in, in a video yeah. for a rapper who didn't even become, you know, a super major rapper. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to tie a couple loose to, loose ends together. So you're talking a lot about back in days you mentioned madness a lot and, mm-hmm. and, and many other brands that kind of mm-hmm. like the forefathers or mm-hmm. predate you mm-hmm. um how much does madness mean to you and, and some of the founders like eddie van and, and even some still fundamental players today like rick in the bag like man they been they, they, they everything and I, I came from the school to talk that man who did it before you you got to pay your homage mm-hmm. to them you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying i mean and they legends within themselves but i'm talking about dudes that's actually now that's addison pipe is that I still pay homage to them mm-hmm. just because they cripple at the moment. I, I you they open the door. You can't right forget what they did before. You can't forget that, yeah. what they did before. You can't. They the reason when you go in a in a in a FCI jail that dudes like that's a DC dude and you ain't did nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because they already laid cut out work right there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You speak of college you, stuff you did in college. Dudes that's coming through now, it, the door's open because of that. You know what right. I'm saying? So yeah. I I always pay homage to that. So Madison man, they was definitely inspirational to me. All the way around, on the streets and in the in the business world, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because they was gentlemen on both sides of the gate, you know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and with me, that's my motto. I'm a gentleman first. Anything after that, you made me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I, I live by that creed. So it's like I I I, I had respect for Ed Ty. Nobody they don't talk about Larry. They used to call themselves right. LTE. That was yeah. their party name, Larry Ty. Yeah. Ed. Productions, LTE right? Productions, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, you know, he kind of stay on the the, uh, the sports side of it. But all them dudes walking legends. You know what I'm saying? Right. They they, they walking legends. So, um, speaking of sports, you know, apparel, tying all this together, you mm-hmm. know, youth in the streets or wherever the case may be, a lot of, a lot of y'all with, with, with the, uh, the brands here mm. have had basketball teams mm. um, that all came through the Goodman League. I don't mm. know if y'all had, if anybody, who, who or if y'all had teams coming up through uh, Watts and whatnot. Yeah, Watts. Uh, but um, just talk a little bit about just the importance of being involved on the community side on that, on that regard. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's that the community side always big, you know what I'm saying? Um, and with you take being able to bring those, a lot of that talent, like you say, what, like a lot of the PG guy that we spoke about, like a Ty, Ty Lawson that's in the NBA, mm-hmm. or even Durant, you know what I'm saying? But you're able to get them kids to come and bury farms and play 
and then them little kids that's out there saying like they only seen these people on TV. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the inspiration that ins- inspiration that, that inspired them is like it's priceless. You right. know what I'm saying? And then they saying the young uh, all days, the young shoes, the young East, the young whoever. Right there, networking them. They saying the clothes. They saying they saying the whole pitch. They can't put it together yet, mm-hmm. but they saying the format. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I got dudes coming to me all the time. Be like, man, doing parties like you know, and, and younger y'all generations or even y'all age. Like, man, you I, you inspired me. I remember you. We seen you with a street team with all your jackets on with flyers and all that. Yeah, and I, I'm I just remember. moving. I'm just <laughs> I'm just moving. I don't know. I'm inspiring. You know what I'm saying? Sophia put a hell of a. Uh, Squad, we had to go. We had the multiple stores, like from um, different colleges, uh, um, internship. Mm-hmm. So I be running to people like I might have ran to them once or twice in the store. They doing photo shoots. Dude yeah. might put me, man. You changed my life, man. You know I'm working out such and such. If you want to come out Rockville, we run a little wreck out there, man. You can do anything out there, you know. So it's like you never know who watching, but they always watching. People always watching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, that was big with the athletes because you can really you can speak to the athletes. You know, yeah. family. You can speak the af- in the hood. Drug dealers and athletes, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just, it's just what it is. That's you know just, what I'm saying? They go hand yeah, in hand yeah, in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about putting in the legwork, but we don't really often talk about adversity or like the valleys throughout yeah. the entrepreneurship journey. Yeah. And you know, you don't have to go into full detail about right. anything, but how has that kind of shaped how you are today or who you are today? Um, like not just the, the good things, but also. Right, right, yeah. Like I say, being in the streets at such a young age, you know what I'm saying? I was breaking the law at probably about 12 or 13, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I actually. Went to jail at 20, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So hustling and adversity and trying to figure out how I'm going to get a couple of dollars through any adversity, it always, that was already in me. So gotcha. the, so actually, it's crazy. Today, I'm, you know, I'm 48, 49. Yeah, 49. I had more fear now in the last four or five years than I ever had really? of fear of success or not. What's the name? Because you a get failure, old. Fear, a failure, failure yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? So like, I had that more back then. I was more rebel about everything or whatever. Right. And I don't know that comes to kids and come with being wise and that. But you can't never let, lose that fear of uh, you know, failure. You know what I'm right. saying? Because yeah. as long as you keep that drive, it's going to go. So, man, back then, man, I just I just really believe, like I told I told people in jail, he throwing a party, I'm going to throw it bigger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They doing clothes, I'm going to have a, the biggest line. I always feel like I was I can do anything, you right. know what I'm saying? So you know, so that's 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 some of the adversity. And then with capital, you're not having money to get the quality of people that get, that's out there before they got better quality stuff, mm-hmm. and you don't got the money to get the better quality. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't go break the low way. I, I stopped breaking low by the time I got home, mm-hmm. but but again, people believed in me. Like I say, that brand came in. Right. Yeah. So dudes coming to me like, man, how can I get involved? We know what right. you gonna do with it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the average cat might don't got that. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So whatever you got, you gotta work with you. Work what you got, man. Do one item at a time. That's another thing we did. We, mm. we, when we opened our business back then, we, we presented a whole clothing line. Fubu started off with a hat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The average clothing line, like, we actually was doing it backwards, but we was all, majority of urban clothing lines back then was dudes that was in the street that yeah. said, we want to get some money, yeah. and we were trying to do something legal. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Some that, t-shirts. Right, 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 right. Mm. But when I was to go to Magic Show and talk to the bigger lines, they used to, be, they used to say, man, what y'all doing down there it's incredible, mm-hmm. but it's always it's also crazy. Mm-hmm. He said because if you look at our line, a bigger line, let's just take Polo for example. If you go into a store and see Polo, you are gonna see. And you said that you were at the the Magic Trade Show. The Magic Trade Show, okay. Long Vegas, okay. yeah. yeah. Huh? Uh, come twice a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just one that so listeners know. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you go in the store, you are gonna see they are gonna have five or six items at the most. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Some some shirts. Everything gonna correlate with each other. If you buy the hat, you like, go back later on buy a hoodie. Still gonna match some type of way. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We was giving out a whole 
that every two weeks because we compete with each other. I'm getting four different sweatsuits, three different shirts. Just collections, all the different Two weeks later, I'm recreating, recreating for women. That was a lot so of work. So it wasn't even seasonal. Like some, some Man, we was going crazy. But we, we, well, we had the bigger market. The internet access now, we were serving the world. Five different items, you rich. You know what I'm saying? Going all over the whistle night. You right. know what I'm saying? So that's one mistake I tell kids, man. Don't, don't be rushed to get no whole line because just get something and master it. Mm-hmm. If it was a shirt, a hat, whatever it is, just master that. And then let it let it grow from that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this is a lot of things. Like all our clothing line was the we was the we was the like if it was saved that era was a movie. We was the star and actors, but it was a lot of stuntmen that nobody never heard about. Like uh, uh, that that was getting real money more than we was getting. That mm-hmm. was just uh, Marco's uh, Sport. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've heard of Marco. Another T company. Oh, they but they got it. they was dudes that went to college, mm-hmm. understood what the fuck they was doing when they got in the game. Mm-hmm. They created some shirts, went out madness, and was selling all over the country. Nobody knew him in our town. If I come in the room, they come in the room, they don't want to take pictures of me. But he getting way more money than I'm getting in, yes. the, in, the, in his clothing stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yes, So absolutely. it's like, it's about five, six of Moco, the only one sticking out. So I think RP55 was RP one. RP55, uh, uh, those are Virginia guys. So, I actually met, so I actually met yeah. one of the founders yeah. from RP55. He owns, he's a co-owner of a, um, of a, uh, 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 um, a, a, uh, uh, an agency, um, a creative agency um, that um, has a lot of um, clients through um, through apparel in mm-hmm. New York now. Uh-huh. It's called Foundation. Okay. So okay. I met I met one I met one of those guys. I actually met the guy who started Moco Sport mm-hmm. um, last year at uh, Howard Homecoming, mm-hmm. just randomly. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, actually, not randomly. I met him through Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. met him through Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's so funny. You bring in a lot. Of you like you said, a lot of people. Don't know that. Um, something that I want to um, ask you about, because this just especially talking about just like where you are now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, just being known now, wanting to be known now as Curtis Chambers mm-hmm. more so than Kurt Bone, because mm-hmm. people, you know, they associate Kurt Bone with mm-hmm. all days of parties. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy from back in the day. Mm-hmm. But now you want to do other things in business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just pivoting uh, to stay relevant. You know what I mean? I know right. you want to, you, you, you're doing some things in real estate, right, things right. like that's, this. That, that, that's funny you ask that question, but, and let me tell you the crazy part, I'm going to respond to your answer is this. When I told you I had that fear not that I can do it all, mm-hmm. that was Kirkbone. You okay. know what I'm saying? Then when I, I, I this, I've been going to transition battle with, with these two people for the last probably 10 or 12 years, because mm-hmm. my whole goal is I was like, I want everybody to know Curtis Chambers. I was in Gifton Talent in school. I got a lot of great ideas. I can do something. But I found, just me personally, that they don't want to know Curtis Chambers. Like, I made all my money as Kirkbone. Yeah. Even the legal side of it. With mm. parties, the clothes, the DVD. I branded through Kirkbone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now, I actually came to include that that's, that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's, that's like my inner, like, uh, Beyonce, Sasha Field. Or whatever, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. that like, that's who I got to deal with. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. when I come as Curtis Chambers, it's like I'm I'm questioning who I am and trying to look sit a sit, sit a right certain way or say the right thing and all that and it's just what it is. Don King gonna be Don King right. till we gone. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So like I say, but I wouldn't change nothing I did in life. You know what I'm saying? Everything I did, I wouldn't take nothing back. Only two things I tell people I regret. When I was when I was a kid, I never I never enjoyed being a kid. Like when I was. When all my friends playing football and basketball, I was hustling. Yeah. And only because I was around older dudes ear hustling, mm-hmm. but not being able to dissect what I'm hearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they saying, never mess with the police. Whatever you do, never mess with the police, right? Mm-hmm. So all my friends play for number nine, police, boys and girls club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know at the time, it's just a damn name. 
I'm saying y'all playing, y'all playing with the police. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you so, weren't even trying to deal with that. No I wasn't even trying to deal with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my, my, I, I, I miss kid life. I don't have no good kid memories of the fun stuff, right? Yeah. And then I didn't go to college. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because school, I was kind of decent in school. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I seen. When I'm, it's a lot of street guys that were very good in school, but yeah. you know, chose you know, gave, gave y'all gave y'all all to the streets. Gave y'all all to the streets. You know what I'm saying? And every and every dude I talked to that got, and I feel good. I would have did good on my own in college. But everybody I've talked to that went to college, got masters, devil masters, do they still be like, they they speaking to me what I feel without me telling them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's one. Those are two things I wish I would have went to college, and I wish when I was a kid I would have been been a kid. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. But um. But I, I mean, no, your question, but nothing beats nothing beats I'm, experience, though, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You go to yeah. college for four years, but you know yeah, what have yeah. you really gained? So, but see, to, I wanted to go for the networking. Mm, yeah, that's, that's networking. The, the real value of yeah, that's, the, that's the, the, the real, real value the, the that I think even a lot of saying? college mm-hmm. students don't even take advantage yeah, of, yeah. which is why so many college students are in a in a in the predicament that they're in once they graduate. You know, trying to find work that's relevant and commensurate to their. Right. You know, collegiate experience. Right, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah, in the streets, we consider, uh, um, like, if a New York dude see a DC dude or you see a Houston dude, whoever it be, and they both street guys, mm-hmm. they first, they, they all thinking, man, he fuck, he getting money, I'm getting fucked, them niggas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We call networking cutting in. Yeah. So that was like taboo. You don't cut into right. nobody. Right. Market share. Right. Yeah, right. So Because right, right. everybody was territorial. Yeah. Right. But I, that, if I would have had the right concept, I should have been saying something to them guys because mm-hmm. at some point they go they they meet reach the plateau I did that that was just a phase of life right. you know what I'm saying if you check with a lot of dudes Frank Produ Chicken and different big companies the major corporation of 500 they ancestors came from the streets yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. so at some point those relationships could have blossomed right. you know what I'm saying but I didn't understand what networking really was you know what I'm saying so that's why I say college. I would have looked. I have my middle daughter. She went to the University of Ohio. She graduated. Nice. My oldest went to Virginia State. And I used to be telling them, like, oh, y'all in there, get these clothes out there. Like, right. get them yeah. out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But again, you can't tell them kids nothing right yeah, now. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. If you, yeah, if you, you ain't bringing a bag of money and saying, this is how I did it, go, what I need to do? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, it's a certain yeah, thing that we yeah. just got to learn on our own. You got to learn on your no own. You know what I'm saying? No how, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's trying to say, but yeah, man, but. But I'm curb bone, man. I mean, I mean that's my legal name, curb chain. But I'm you still curb bone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope that don't sound crazy. No, man. no, no. You yeah, good? You yeah, good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, we just got a few minutes left, so I just okay. I really want you to just you know really go into just what you're working on now and um what's next for for curb bone, um, <laughs> Curtis Chambers, whatever. However you want to be addressed, you right, know. Like, right. as I said, like I said, you know, I know you got you got your hands in some real estate right. and things like that. Right. You know, what what's next? You know, right, right, yeah. Well, well, well right now I'm um. I'm, I'm trying to start a transportation company. I just got a couple of three vans. Okay. So I'm trying to do that with Bentley Challenge and stuff like that. Word. So that's my my number one thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I just got sprung back into uh, some more mentoring because you with the with the DC just push this button in the last 30 days that they trying to relive the 80s or something or the movies the murder capital no it right. is you know what I'm saying no, no, so, it's, it's, so, it's, right, it's right. rough so, and some so right, some so, just started right exactly so so that pushed me back now I'm, I'm getting with the, uh. Um, the DRS and some some different uh, liaison you know, companies, you know, industry, you know, that government agencies, mm. and I'm about to get back into the mentoring more more hard. You okay. know, actually get some kids assigned to me that they are deeming as some of the aggressive cities kids in the city. So mm. I just left that before I came up here. Nice. So that's gonna be that's gonna slow down my what's name, but it's a call. And you got it. You got to address that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So with yeah. the mentorship and the, and the transportation, that's my my immediate things. You know, what I'm saying also the all days we. We, we we it's never died, but we just trying to repump it back up. You know what I'm saying? A little bit, get the, the new generation, the kids that's now 14, 
the 21 to you know to right. see to, to see what we was about I'm saying the men Sophia we just we just got a little small little board we trying to you know bring everything together you know what I'm saying? and eventually we won't try to do some documentary you know what I'm saying hopefully God wouldn't something turn to a feature but it's same turkey I just want to take my story put it in a bottle put mm-hmm. a label on it and sell it you know what I'm saying and it, it don't have to be you don't have to literally get money for it you right. know what I'm saying just if you drink it you're gonna you gonna learn something, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's all I'm trying to do before I leave, man. Just I want right now. It's flattering for young guys to know you for what I did, but I want to really get that that Curtis Chambers you said too. I want to meet them, meet him too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's, it's okay to duality, switch, right? Yeah. Dude, that duality. It's right. okay to you know switch it up. You know, right. change clothes. It's just Jay Z now who likes to go by Sean Carter. So right, I'm talking right. about going from Come street on. names. You, you, you right. talking about Puffy? Come on now, <laughs> hey, right, right. Sean Combs and right. <laughs> going from. From all his different names to Sean Combs, right, you know, right, wanting to be right. addressed, being referred to as that. Right, so it's okay right. so, to, you know. So make sure I say I'm, I'm Curtis Chang, but I'm, I'm driving with my my ego a uh, curveball. Nah, right? you yeah. got to keep you got to keep yeah, that. Yeah, you got to yeah. keep that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Kurt, I appreciate you. I know um, this is one of one of uh, this is just a little bit of your story. As you said, oh, you know, yeah. y'all are working on um, something to get your story out there. So we just got a little bit, but it's still a wealth of information, oh, just man. wealth of knowledge, you know, and you are appreciated. Um, I speak on behalf of all the people in D.C. who who, who know you, who I've known, speak highly of right, you. You right. know what I mean? I've never heard anybody say anything bad. Right, and, right. I, and I know a lot of people. Right, You know right, what I mean? So right, I appreciate you. Um, now, all that you've done, too, everything man. that you've added. I've definitely bought a couple tickets from, yeah. from you before for some parties back Right, in the right, day. right. Yeah, you yeah, know man. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to tell the whole D.C. area, DMV, man, just thank you, man, because I, I never really was a dude that had no job. I lived off the land. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they mm-hmm. supported me. Whatever I did, mm-hmm. they supported me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, that, I, that's why I say you heard me say earlier that I love D.C. It ain't just like no ego my city. But I love because they really, my, I got three kids with the cars. And I got another one on the way. That's because I lived off the land. They supported me and I was able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Everything I did came from the streets. Word. The, the products of man, you know, I, I love DC. They know that man, you know, DC is life, man. DC yeah. is life. Let's tell people where they can find you if you want to be oh, found. Oh yeah, uh, 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 all days gear on Instagram. Um, uh, all days and also all days gear is, is my website. Also the same name, but my Instagram thing, all days gear, man. Get with me on that. I'm trying to get that up so I can start branding my clothes through that right there. I only get on my Facebook. And whatever, it can't take no more on that. <laughs> so I'm just all days gear uh, at Instagram. Instagram Word. all days gear, man. Thank y'all for having me, man. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Honor, beautiful, sure. man. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at Full Service RDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.